traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Stephen Moore is with us, economist. With more than 30 years experience as an economist and as a leading thinker of government on business, showing deep understanding of the shifts in the global economy. He's leading economist Steve Moore with more money on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Hello, folks. This is Steve Moore. You're listening to More Money, which is on every Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. to 3 p.m. And I am honored to have you as a listener, so I hope you will tune in throughout the show. We have a great show today, by the way. I want to talk about some of the things that are really concerning me about what's happening to the financial future of our country. Uh, I, I think we are off track with what is happening in Washington right now. And I think if we stay on this path, we will face financial bankruptcy as a country. I pray we don't do that, and I think we will turn this ship around. I like to use the analogy of the Titanic headed to the iceberg. We better start turning this thing around, folks, or we will hit that iceberg and the ship will capsize. So uh, I am uh, very honored to be uh, your host for this hour. I want to send a shout out to my great friend, John Katsimides, who is the owner and runs this uh, station and does an amazing job. I believe uh, 77 WBC uh, Talk Radio is the most important talk radio station in the country. So it's a great, great privilege to be with you. I hope you're having a great weekend. So let's get right down to it. $3.5 trillion. Do you know what that number is, folks? $3.5 trillion. That's the amount of money that Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi want to spend on top of the normal budget. So we will have a $4 trillion normal budget with its appropriations for all the things we spend money on. Plus, they want to spend $3.5 trillion on top of that. And by the way, this doesn't even include the $1.9 trillion we already spent earlier this year. This is fiscal Armageddon. This is craziness, folks. Now, I know a lot of my liberal friends uh, believe in something called modern monetary theory, that the government can just keep borrowing and borrowing and spending, and it's not going to have a, an unhappy ending because we're the global currency, so we can borrow and spend as much as we want. And I'm here to tell you that is not true. This is a very, very dangerous path that we are on. Uh, I will give you just one statistic. By the way, these numbers in the trillions and trillions are so large that it's it's unfathomable and it's hard. If I tell you what's the difference between three or four trillion dollars, nobody. It's like saying, you know, comparing the distance between here and the moon versus here and Saturn. I mean, these numbers are so large that they are incomprehensible. But let me put it like this, folks. Every single child born today, every single child born today. And I'm not just blaming this on Democrats. I'm going to blame it on Democrats and Republicans. Shame on both of them. Because of the massive borrowing, we every single child today is inheriting a $300,000 share of the debt. $300,000. That's like a second mortgage on your house. Come on. Now, if we were to pass the Biden budget, 
and borrow the $20 trillion that he wants to borrow over the next decade, uh, we are talking about every single child born in 2030 owing $550,000 over their lifetime, $550,000. What are we doing to our country? Why would we leave that kind of indebtedness to our children? It's well, I've called it ch- fiscal child abuse. I think that's exactly what's going on. And we whistle Dixie. We pretend like all of this massive spending isn't going to have a negative effect. But I'm here to tell you it will. And we need to be cutting government spending now. You see, I'm I'm kind of a conservative libertarian on this. I'm, I believe that uh, Thomas Jefferson had it right. That government that governs least governs best. And we have way too much government right now. Uh, And so when you look at this $3.5 trillion package, all you see in here is special interest spending. You see corporate welfare. You see spending for all of the Democratic, uh, you know, groups that gave money to the Democratic Party. There's a massive multi-billion dollar payoff to the teachers unions. By the way, why why are we spending more money to send more money to the teachers in the schools when they've been shut down for the last year. I don't understand the logic of this, folks. I mean, my goodness, the teachers' unions and the education establishment should be sending us money for not teaching our kids for the last year. Uh, By the way, every study that's coming out now is showing that this remote learning and online learning and not having kids in the classroom had a very, very negative effect on our kids. If you've got a high achiever who's a child, you know, I've got – Five boys, by the way, three uh, boys that are my own and two that are the, my stepsons that, uh, that uh, are the sons of my great, great wife. And, and so I have five boys and those five boys all are completely different. Every one of them is completely different. One of them's interested in science and technology. One of them is really into uh, biology and and loves animals. One of them is into sports and wants to be a sports broadcaster. Uh, One of them is a great artist. And they all have special skills. And this idea that they should all all be sent to the same schools and be warehoused with the same uh, classes, that's stupid. We should make school something that really promotes the skills and the interest and the talents of our own kids. And that's not what we're doing. And so right now we're spending over $150 billion of additional money for schools that were closed out. I don't get that. Now, let's talk about what the repercussion of all this spending is. And by the way, I'm going to want to hear from you all in about 30 minutes because we are taking your calls. You know, this is right to right of free speech radio. I want to hear from my Liberal friends and my conservative friends, my libertarian friends, the Democrats, Republicans, I don't care if you agree with me or not. That's the great thing about talk radio on WABC. We get people with all different positions, and I want to hear people agree and disagree with me and and, uh, be nice. (laughs) If you disagree with me, be nice, but make your argument, make it cogently, and and, uh, that's why we have such a great audience. So that number, and don't call in now. Wait about 15 or 20 minutes, and we'll start taking your calls on the More Money Hotline. But I want you to write it down now so you're prepared. That number for the More Money Hotline, 1-800-848-9222. And we, will, we are going to be talking about, if you're a Democrat, do you approve of what Joe Biden is doing in this massive spending? If you're a Republican, what is your sense about this? Do you think, do you agree with me that our country may go bankrupt and we're going over a fiscal cliff if we allow this to happen? Now, 
I've got a couple more minutes left before we take our, our first break. So I want to explain to you one of the very negative consequences of all of this borrowing and all of this massive government spending on programs that are not a high priority. Look, I do believe we should have an education system. We should have good roads, good bridges. Uh, we need to have transportation, obviously. We need to have a, a vibrant uh, energy sec- sector of this country. We need to have the courts. We need police. We need uh, police and firefighters to keep us safe. And I do not agree with people who say cut the police budget. And by the way, I know, I do know that there are abusive police out there. I've, I've had uh, confrontations with abusive police, but there are a lot of really great police too. And, and we should not be cutting uh, the police budget when we have rising crime in our major cities. But here's the point I'm trying to make, folks, and I'm trying to drive home with you. The more the government spends and the more the money government prints, and we're printing trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars, the more they do this, what happens to prices? You know the answer to this. Maybe the nutheads in Washington can't figure this out, but it's obvious. If the government's printing money, spending money that we don't have, all you're going to do is cause that dreaded I word inflation. And it is here. We saw another sign of it this week with the inflation rate going up to five and a half percent. If we keep this up on an annualized basis, we're going to have nine to 10 percent inflation this year. You all see it. You see it in airline tickets. You see it in hotel costs. You see it in rental cars. You see it in gasoline prices, which are up, by the way, 95 cents a gallon. You now pay $15 more every time you fill up your tank. I call this, uh, those of you who are listening last week, you know I call this BIT, the Biden Inflation Tax, B-I-T, BIT. And that's because we're spending money that we don't have. I am very worried that if we continue on this path, we're going to have runaway inflation. By the way, even Janet Yellen said, hey, we're going to have four or five more months of very high inflation. Well, why don't we do something about it now? Why don't we stop spending? Why don't we start uh, giving money back to, uh, to the citizens and let them make their decisions rather than making these decisions in Washington, D.C.? By the way, it's a, it's a strong case for term limits, is it? Isn't it? Why don't we have term limits on our, our members of Congress? Why don't we have spending caps so the Congress can't break the budget every year? I mean, yeah, let me put it like this, and then we'll take our break. If you're if you own a business, and I know a lot of our listeners, men and women, own businesses, uh, or if you're an accountant, or if you are a, someone who's in, in charge of operating the business, you know that if you ran your business the way the federal government did, and if you ran your books the way the federal government did. They would haul your butt into jail. You couldn't do this if you didn't have the capacity to pay back the, the loans. There is no way that you'd get a loan. And yet our government does it week after week, day after day, minute after minute. And it is, it is uh, I think, one of the saddest things I've seen in our country. By the way, if you want to see what happens with socialism, because that's the path that Biden is moving us down towards, look at what is happening in Cuba right now as we speak. People, thousands, tens of thousands are in Havana are taking to the streets. They're fed up with socialism. They want free market capitalism. They, want, they say they want freedom. Freedom is what we want in America. And every time the government spends more money, our freedom goes away a little bit. Okay, we're going to take a break right now, folks. And, uh, and we will be right back with Robert Bork Jr. to talk about what is happening with these outrageous antitrust cases in our country right now. This is More Money with economist Steve Moore. Now, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is More Money. You're listening to WATC. 
Talk Radio. I'm Keith Moore, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in. And our first guest is uh, is someone who I've long admired and one of the top legal minds in America. So I'm very privileged to have him on the show today. I'm talking about Robert Bork Jr. And he wrote a fantastic piece in the Wall Street Journal this week. So I had to have him on because uh, in part because I agree with every word that he wrote. Uh, Robert, uh, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Hey, thanks for having me on. So uh, let's get right down to it. I, I am very concerned about this new doctrine in antitrust that seems to be punishing companies simply because they're successful. And uh, you describe in your piece that uh, that a lot of these companies are actually lowering prices for consumers. And, and look, I don't like the politics of some of these companies like Google and, uh, and Facebook, uh, but, but this isn't just about the technology companies now with the Biden administration. You're absolutely right. Uh, and I don't like the politics of the uh, technology companies either when it comes to uh, restricting uh, free speech, particularly among conservatives. Right. But uh, th- that's not an antitrust issue. That's another issue, and we can talk about that. But uh, what President uh, Biden announced uh, last Friday, a week ago Friday, uh, was uh, a, a, an executive order, a sweeping executive order that's going to mobilize all of the alphabet of uh, government agencies to try to, as he says, uh, enforce competition for the betterment of capitalism. And he cited a bunch of statistics in making that uh, statement. And, of course, uh, decided he had to you know, try to bring my father into it, too, which kind of takes All right. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, he said that uh, under the consumer welfare standard, which really my father and others put forward back right. in the late 70s right. and, the, yep. and the Supreme Court adopted, under that, uh, he said that the economy had suffered, that there was less growth, which is ridiculous. The economy has tripled right. in size between 1980 yeah. and 2020, you know, and, and you know all these statistics. But, uh, you know, inflation-adjusted annual rate of return, uh, uh, you know, was not of, of almost 10 percent is not weakened investment, which is one of his other complaints about the consumer welfare standard. And then he also said, oh, these big companies, they've, you know, they've hurt small business. There are fewer small businesses, but in fact, in that same period, 54% increase in small business since 1980. So uh, either he is lying, which, okay, I don't want to go that far, but maybe he's just getting bad information from people who are lying to him. One thing that really um, concerns me about this new kind of trust busting is that uh, we are in a global economy now today, and and that wasn't so true even 100 years ago, uh, where we're competing not just with uh, you know other companies in the United States. So, for example, if you're a Massachusetts company, you're not just competing against companies in California. You're competing against companies from all over the world. And I'm kind of proud of the fact that we have the six largest companies in the world today are all American companies. Uh, you know, Microsoft, Google, Apple, Amazon. They're great. You know, and again, I don't like their politics, but my gosh, and they're and as I see it, uh, they are they're lowering prices for consumers, not raising them. That's absolutely correct. Again, yes. And, you know, Amazon uh, just put out uh, some numbers uh, that, in fact, the, it's invested, you know, I forget the exact number, but it's something like $34 billion in the last year in the economy. So, uh, right. you know, right. and, and, and so they are, they are huge generators. Wait, wait, is, that, uh, is that $34 wealth? billion? Dollars? Is that, sorry, is that $34 billion money that they've saved consumers? Or what, what is that? No, no, no. Billion? This is buying things and doing, you know, building things. Oh, and, right. You know, right. You know, investing investments that they have made, 
uh, yeah, and and uh, it's just it's it's fantastic, and I, I'm sure many of the other big companies, uh, you know, the big tech companies and other uh, companies that are now in the crosshairs of the Biden administration are doing the same thing. In fact, I'm sure that if they succeed, they will manage uh, to kneecap all of these companies. Uh, you know, there's some uh, at a time when we need growth and job creation right. and innovation. Right. This is the wrong time, you know, to get ourselves out of all this debt, uh, or at least make a dent in it. This is the wrong time to, uh, you know, throttle back this engine of growth. So, you know, what I, really I, worries I me. Stunning. Yeah, what worries me, uh, you know, look, Google and Amazon, and they have lobbyists and lawyers, and they're going to be able to take, you know, I think they'll be able to take care of themselves. Although it is interesting that these companies give massive amounts of money to the Democrats, and this is the way the Democrats repay them by trying to break them up. But I'm worried more about more, you know, little companies that that the FTC is going to try to say are a monopoly or even medium-sized companies. It's almost as if I'm exaggerating a little bit here, but not so much. I mean, I said this on Larry Kudlow's show yesterday, that it's like if you're making a profit and we think your profit is too high, you must be a monopoly. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, thing, the thing about the Democrats, and, and I think really what we need it mean is the socialists, that have taken over, hence mm-hmm. why they're throwing these uh, capitalist companies under the bus. Uh, what they what they really want to do is exert control uh, and right, uh, right. over over the economy and regulate the economy. Uh, and this is, I think, by the Biden administration, a power grab of unprecedented proportion. I said in my piece that I, I compared it to uh, the New Deal, but at least the New mm-hmm. Deal had some benefits for people. This has no benefits. Uh, all it's going to do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, I mean, I, I, you're exactly right. And I think even when Reagan came in, you know, Ronald Reagan is my hero. You know, one of the first things the Reagan administration did was dismantle a lot of the, you know, uh, regulations on our antitrust. Because Reagan, antitrust is just regulating business. And if we believe as free marketeers that, you know, the deregulation efforts that happened under Reagan and Trump, save consumers massive amounts of money. And I, have, I think there's a lot of evidence to that. Why would we want to go back to re Isn't this a, just a massive re-regulation of the economy by, as you said, these ABC agencies? Yeah, it's a massive re-regulation. It's going back, frankly, to a time before the consumer welfare standard, which was uh, adopted by the Supreme Court as mm-hmm. the uh, sort of uh, basis for thinking about antitrust uh, in 1979. Uh, you know, it's going back to the time before that, during the time of uh, Justice Brandeis and Justice William O. Douglas, who uh, just created a jumble of conflicting opinions about competition law and antitrust uh, that led to nothing except the inefficient companies being protected uh, yes. against, uh, you know, efficient uh, competitors uh, and really harmed the consumer, not just in price but in terms of growth and innovation as well. It seems to me that China and Germany and France and Japan and other countries might be the biggest winners if we strike down and force the breakup of our American companies. Do you see that as a threat? I do. I do. And, you know, if we were, if this administration really wants to uh, uh, harm you know, America, then they should adopt, which there seems to be they're trying, what they're trying to do, the European model for antitrust enforcement. And that has led, of course, in Europe to basically no growth and no innovation right. over the last 50 years. Right. 
So yeah, I mean we've, we've crushed we've crushed Europe in every major industry, and I think in part because of those re, you know regulations and antitrust rules that they have. Now they're see here's the thing, and we only got a minute and a half left or so. But what bothers me is the Europeans have wanted to you know uh, penalize American companies over in in Europe saying that they're monopolies. And instead of our American government defending these con- companies, these American companies, now we're piling on. Oh, yeah. No, we all we want to have, uh, you know, cross arms and, and, and kumbaya and, and all adopt <laughs> the same sort of socialist uh, antitrust uh, view. And it's going to it's going to hurt America. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's going to take stability and uh, sensibility out of antitrust and, and return it to a Ouija board uh, system yeah. of deciding who wins and who loses. Is there any truth, one last question, is there any truth to this allegation that the big companies are just swallowing up all the small companies and that's leading to less investment? That's what Biden is saying. Uh, no. <laughs> There's no truth to that. And, uh, I mean, just look at the numbers. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and, what ha- and what happens when they buy these companies, by the way? The, 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 uh, these big companies have become like venture capitalists. You know, right. they see yeah. talent, they see innovation, yeah. and they foster it. You know, and, and I, they I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Companies, too. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm on the board of two technology companies and uh, they're startups and they're you know worth a few million dollars now. But our you know what our biggest hope is that a company like Google might buy us for 10 times that amount. And uh, so I think that actually the free market system actually is what enhances the startups of businesses. Yeah, look, we just, just quickly, look at what's going yeah. on in, in, private, in the privatization of space right now. I mean, Elon uh-huh. Musk, we're, we're, he, he made his money in one of these companies, and then he take, took his money and he invested it in these new companies that are, you know, innovating in, this, in, in the area of uh, space. Uh, that's the kind of thing that's going on. Uh, it's, and it's, it's I love really it. a measure yeah. of our freedom more than anything else. Amen. Well, that's Robert Bork, Jr. You have to read his piece this week in the Wall Street Journal. Look it up. It was fantastic. A defense of free enterprise and, a, and I think, a, a takedown of the Biden antitrust trust busters. Robert, thanks so much for joining us uh, this afternoon. And do not forget, we will be taking your calls very shortly on the More Money Hotline. That's 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. We'll be right back. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More Money on WABC Talk Radio, the most important talk radio station in the country, in my opinion. And uh, do not forget that in a few minutes, we will be taking your calls about whether you agree with me or you disagree with me that the Biden administration is bankrupting our country with its massive multi-trillion dollars of spending and that this has to be stopped. Now, if you don't agree with me, call in. I want to hear your opinion. We believe in freedom of speech on WABC, and we want to hear from people with all sorts of difference of opinions. But before we get to your calls, by the way, I'm going to give you that number one more time. 1-800-848-9222. This is the More Money Hotline. 1-800-848-WABC. And we'll be taking your calls in a few minutes. But now let me ta- turn to my good friend and a warrior when it comes to saving 
taxpayers' money and exposing the fraud and the waste and the abuse abuse and duplication in government. Uh, I'm talking about Adam Angieski. You know I've had him on the air before, but he has, he is so chock full of information that I just needed to get him on again this week because his new report just called caused my eyeballs to pop out of my head when I read what was going on. Adam, thanks so much for joining us this week. Great, Stephen. Thank you very much for your interest in our work. Well, let's get right down to it. Uh, I was reading your newest report, and I couldn't believe how much money is just being <laughs> pouring out of Washington. And one of the statistics you had uh, was $1 trillion a year now is being spent on the wages, salaries, and pensions of our federal, state, and local workers. Am I right about that? Almost $1 trillion? Well, you're right. You know, most people complain about Washington, D.C., but we've said for years, Steve, that you can't complain about your elected officials in Washington, D.C., unless you have good government where we live, where you live. And so at OpenTheBooks.com, we know that there's a half million highly compensated federal employees. Those folks make more than six figures, $100,000 a year. But that's why. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on, hold on. You're saying the average salary for a federal worker is now $100,000 a year? In 78 of the largest federal agencies, there's a new wow. minimum wage for a federal employee, and it's hundred grand. It's six figures. Oh, my but God. You, you know it's not only about those By the way, that's, salaries, way, that's the, way more than private sector workers are making with, <laughs> with comparable skills. Well, it is. And then it's a benefit package. So the last time you had me on about two weeks ago, we talked about yeah. the 44 days of paid time off to get <laughs> your three-year anniversary. Oh, my God. Which is nearly nine okay. weeks. And then they get performance the numbers. bonuses. Yeah. You know, there's a million federal workers that get a performance bonus. They cleaned off $1.1 billion in, in uh, performance bonuses last year. But there's a transparency okay. problem on that. We don't get to see who received how much. Uh, Steve, there's actually a transparency problem. We just got the 2020 payroll through the door. The Biden administration mm-hmm. on federal salaries just redacted 350,000 names from the responsive record. And we've, we, uh, we estimate that's $30 billion hidden in the swamp. So you mean, you mean they're not making that information available? That's right. On, uh, Why? On the, Why? On the one... On the 1.4 million executive agency employees, they just redacted the names from the titles and the amounts paid out. 350,000 names redacted from the record. So we as taxpayers are not being given the information about how our government is spending its money. That's right. Now, in the last year, the Obama administration, we were all upset. There was 3,500 names redacted, 3,500. And today there's... 347,000 names redacted from the federal executive agency payroll. So, folks, if you need more evidence than this about what is happening in our underground government right now, these numbers are just astounding, and they should cause fury because we pay the bills for the government, and the government won't tell us how they're spending our dollars. Now, OpenTheBooks.com does a tremendous job of finding out where the money is being spent. But you and I have known each other a long time. It's like wrenching teeth to try to get this information out of the government agencies at the federal, state, and local level, is it not? Well, you're absolutely right. So last year, to that end, 
for transparency, we filed 40,000 Freedom of Information Act requests. Oh See, wow. <laughs> that was the most in American history. <laughs> we, uh, we captured 23 million salary and pension records at every level in this country. And everybody listening to WABC, they can come to OpenTheBooks.com and you can yep. look up yep. your local units of government. In the state of New York specifically, we have every dime online in real time from 2020. Wow. Every dime wow. taxed and spent at every level of government throughout the entire state of New York, from the federal money coming into the state to your to your local K through 12 school district or your local high school district. We have the vendor spending. We have the amount they paid out on wow. retirement pensions last year. Who got how much? And and uh, and their salaried employees by name, position, title, and how much they got as well. And look in the state now, these, of New York, these, are you talking? Uh, are you talking about thousand? 350,000 six-figure public employees in the state of New York at every level. In Florida, there's 50,000. So 350,000 people in the state of New York on the public payrolls are making more than $100,000 a year, and the, and the state is going bankrupt. I don't, I don't understand the logic of this. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And that's one reason why Governor Cuomo got a larger federal bailout out of the American Rescue Act yes. than what Florida got. Florida has more people, but they run their state well. New York actually got more money out of the American Rescue Act yeah. than Florida did. Almost twice as much money. I mean, you're right about that. Now, one of the big issues that I, I, you probably haven't had a chance to look at this yet because it was just released, I think, on Thursday or Friday, this $3.5 3, $3. Dollar spending bill that uh, Joe Biden wants on top of the normal four trillion dollar budget on top of the one point nine trillion they already spent earlier this year, uh, and he says a lot of this is going for infrastructure. And I wonder if you had a chance uh, to look at the transportation budget and see how this money is actually being spent. Well, hold on to your wallets because we pulled the White House payroll, and the second most uh-huh. highly compensated staffer is actually the policy advisor on broadband. Why is that important? <laughs> because because stuffed into the infrastructure bill is $100 billion for broadband. Now, it sounds all well and good, but you've got to look at the details. It's not enough that, the you know, the Democrats, uh, you know, that, that uh, big tech is censoring the center right at every level. Democrats want government to own the Internet access points. They want to be your Internet service provider. Now, now Steve... I don't know if you would ever sign up for government uh, Internet service so they would get to look at everything, all your emails, all your websites, all the traffic that comes out of out of your home or business. But I don't want that. That that strikes me as simply Soviet. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's infuriating. Again, folks, it's OpenTheBooks.com. It is an eye opener to see how much money is being wasted. Now, I know you've done a lot of work. A hundred hundred billion dollars to government owning the pipe, owning your access point on the Internet, a hundred billion. Oh, my God. And they want to take over the uh, the Internet with this uh, this infrastructure bill. And I don't you know, I think the private companies can do a good job of it. Now, I want to get back to we've got a few minutes left, these pensions, because I've, yes. I've seen your I've seen your reports on California, which are you know, infuriating. Uh, you've got people making six hundred, seven hundred, eight hundred thousand dollars pensions. Is that a problem? In somebody, do you, we have an audience that really hits the entire Northeast, all the way up from Massachusetts and uh, in uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania. Do you have any information about the pensions in any of these states? 
Well, uh, right there in the New York City public schools, only in New York yeah. City would the school district janitors out earn the principals because of the <laughs> union contract. The oh, janitors can make up to two hundred and fifty six thousand. No the average principal only makes one hundred and fifty four grand. Uh, what about lifeguards? <laughs> well, the lifeguards in New York, they, they make too much money. I think they top out at about one hundred and sixty eight thousand. But they pull what? in comparison. Wait, wait, wait. You know. a lifeguard? Yes. I was a kid. I worked as a lifeguard. I I, I was paid three dollars an hour. <laughs> now I'm a little older than you are, but still, I mean, come on, these numbers are so. What do we do about this? I mean, you do a great job of exposing it, but what can people do about this waste? The billions and billions of dollars that our government wastes. Well, here's here's an actionable item. Eric Garcetti, right. who is he? He's the mayor of Los Angeles, and he's up for the appointment to ambassador to India. And people need to call their member of the U.S. Senate because he's going to be up right. for nomination in the Senate and being vetted. Here's what Garcetti did with the police chief in 2018. He uh, he allowed this guy to retire for 30 days. And so he gets to collect his entire pension of two hundred and forty thousand on top right. of his three hundred and fifty thousand dollar pay package from from the city of la this guy oh every year between his pension and his salary is knocking down five hundred and ninety thousand but it gets worse because he allowed him to retire he got to claim 1.5 million dollars in a lump sum on all his used on, on all his paid time off that that he hadn't worked so he got a big 1.5 million dollar paycheck uh check and then now he gets to double dip the pension and the salary for the same position Wow. Incredible. Uh, that's Adam Anchievsky. He is with OpenTheBooks.com. He is a warrior, a crusader to guard your tax dollars. And you can see uh, when you read his reports and listening to him talk how much waste is going on in our government and how absurd it is that we're going to spend, that Biden wants to spend another $3.5 trillion when they can't even spend the money they've got already in a way that uh, serves the interests of you and me and Adam and the rest of us who are pay- working hard to pay the bills for our government, and then they spend the money like this. It is infuriating. Uh, Adam, thanks so much. I hope to have you on again soon. We're going to be taking your calls. By the way, do you know about waste in government? When we take up the More Money Hotline and take your calls, if you've got evidence of waste, because sometimes this stuff gets swept, swept under the rugs and only in- the insiders know how much government is being wasted. So I want to take your calls. Do you agree that we should spend $3.5 trillion more? Do you see waste in government? And if you do, how do we solve this problem? I want to hear from liberals and conservatives. 1-800-848-9222. When we come back, we're taking your calls. It's more money with leading economist Steve Moore. Now, here's your host, Steve Moore. Welcome back, folks. This is Steve Moore. You're listening to More Money on 77 Talk Radio WABC. Don't forget, by the way, if you're not getting uh, the Committee to Unleash Prosperity hotline, it is the hottest newsletter, and I'm a little biased because I help write this with uh, some of my friends. We put it every morning. Go to Committee to Unleash Prosperity. And by the way, it's free. It doesn't cost you one penny. I'm not selling you anything. I just want to inform you about what's going on with the economy, what's going on with politics, what's going on with COVID. It's a great thing. Newt Gingrich said the other day, he said, this is the first thing I read every morning. All you have to do is sign up for it. Just give us your uh, email, and we will send it to you every morning, five mornings a week, uh, right to your computer screen. So with that, I want to go to our calls. And our first caller is from, I believe, uh, the Bronx. 
So please, it's a Judy, I believe. Go ahead. Uh, Judy yes. from Manhattan. <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Judy. Judy. I'm from Manhattan. And Manhattan. Yes, I'm, I'm definitely ahead. concerned about the spending us into bankruptcy and also yes. that it, it is being compounded by open borders, which yes. cost us tons of money per person that is unable to take care of themselves. And I don't see how the nation can be budgeted for, for anything or how they can figure out what taxes they uh, want to cover it. I, yep. I think it's, a, it's turning into a total mess. Okay, Judy, great call. Thank you so much. And I want to tell you what Judy is talking about. She is spot on correct that they want to insert in this bill, uh, this $3.5 trillion monstrosity of a bill, a massive open door immigration policy with billions and billions of dollars of new benefits for illegal immigrants. Now, folks, you know, I am very pro-immigration. I think immigrants are great for our country if they come in legally and they work hard, as most immigrants do. But look, we can't have anybody who wants to come over the border doing it. I think it's obscene. And they want to sneak this into a $3.5 trillion bill. We cannot allow that to happen. Okay, let's go with Stevie in New York City. All right, Steve, and the city's been waiting for this call. Uh, first thing first, listen, the, uh, you talk about waste. What about inflation? Yeah. That is another big wasteful thing. Just one little tidbit before we get to the meat of this call. Um, Harpo Marx was living in his mother's basement, 50 years old in Brooklyn, playing hopscotch, jumping rope, taking college courses, how the mighty have fallen. Now, listen, inflation is something where it is supposedly too much money chasing too few goods right. driving yep. prices up but also we have a kind of a weird situation that a lot of people don't have any money to chase those too few goods too because obviously like the last caller said i i really don't care whether people come here legal or illegally legal immigrants tap into our welfare system big time right. too yep. i know let me just f finish first i know a, an establishment type like you would be for legal immigration <laughs> drives down, but it drives down wages. We have a lot of people unemployed in this country and underemployed. It's time for a timeout on legal immigration. And I notice you guys never talk about visa violations. That's one of the biggest abuses of illegal immigration inside this country. Okay. I told, listen, I told Hannity and Limbaugh, choice is <laughs> the president. Listen, you could vote for Pat Buchanan or kiss the country goodbye. Now I'm going to update it. You can vote in the mayor's election. You have two choices. Vote for Curtis or Detroit. All right, great call. Look, I, my position is immigrants, if they come in legally and, and want to work and not go on welfare, I am for it. I think they're some of the hardest working people. You all know that. I've been saying that for a long time. But they have to come in through our legal system, through the door and not through the back door. Okay, let's go to Bobby in Country Club Bronx. Bobby, are you with us? If not, okay, let's go to our next caller. Producer, can you connect us? Jerry, are you with us? Hey, hello. Hi, Jerry. Yes, Steve. Thank you for taking the You're call. On. Thank you. Know, you. I, just had a, I just had a small complaint on the way that conservatives in general handle this whole issue of the climate crisis. Okay. We have people coming on and claiming that there's a climate crisis, that CO2 is out of control, there's dangerous global warming, all based on junk science. And what is our reaction when they tell us this? We say, well, but we could lose 5,000 jobs. 
that's a horrible comparison to set up, losing 5,000 mm-hmm. jobs or the earth being destroyed. We can't right. allow them to get that position. We have to tell them that their science yeah. is junk. It comes from climate computer models, which are no, more, are no better than the Ouija board or the magic eight ball. And we, can't, we just can't let that happen. We've created a generation of grant-whoring clowns of science whose main goal really is to line up at the slop bucket of federal grants, academic well, grants. And, Bobby, uh, it's, a gr- it's a great point. It's a great point you're making, and, and I really appreciate your call because it really echoes my sentiment. Now, I think there is some good science out there, and I, I'm not a scientist. I am not a meteorologist, but I will say this, that uh, Bobby is right, that these climate change models have been so wrong already, and they've only been around for 15 or 20 years. So how are they going to tell us what the weather is going to be 50 and 100 years from now if they can't even get it right in the next 10 or 20 years? My view is that if, if Joe Biden continues with these anti-American energy policies, I think they're not just bad for our economy, they're bad for the environment. And let me give you a quick example of what I'm talking about, folks, because this is important. You know, we need pipelines in this country so we can get our oil and gas to the markets that need it, uh, because we are a major oil and gas producing country. Uh, and that's Pennsylvania, and that's Texas, and that's North Dakota, and that's Oklahoma, and West Virginia, and many other states. Uh, Wyoming produce a lot of energy in this country. Nobody has more of it. And here's the thing that really annoys me. We are not building pipelines in the United States. Biden, who talks about infrastructure, he killed the Keystone uh, uh, pipeline. And yet, you know this, three or four weeks ago, he approves a pipeline in uh, Russia to pipeline that natural gas from Russia to Germany when we should be doing it. We should be selling them. And by the way, Russia has dirtier oil and dirtier uh, dirtier coal than we do. So I don't see the logic of this. I think it's a great point. Now, I want to close this show with telling you about my economic lesson of the week. And this is really an important one. And it kind of brings us full throttle, uh, full circle to where we started the show. I believe that government spending, when it is out of control, as it is in Washington right now, is going to lead to prices rising at the grocery store, at the gas pump, when you buy things online, everything becomes more expensive. It's obvious, right? If the government is printing money, then the money that we have in our pockets is worth less. It shrinks your paycheck. Inflation is a thief, and I'm tired of some of my liberal friends saying, oh, inflation isn't such a bad thing. No, it's hurting the people at the bottom of the income scale. It's hurting people who are senior citizens or living on fixed pensions. And now when they take money out of their pension and spend it, they can't buy as much uh, food. They can't buy as much uh, gasoline. They can't go on vacation because inflation is raging right now in the United States. And so the solution to our inflation problem, and you all know that we have inflation. It's not temporary. It looks right now like it's here to stay. The solution to this problem is for the government to stop spending and borrowing the trillions of dollars that we don't have. And we the people, we the people can stop the politicians in Washington from doing this because financial ruin is the end of this story if we allow it to happen, but I am convinced that we as Americans will exert our rights of free speech and free assembly, and we will tell Congress to stop the spending. That's my message for the week. Have a great week ahead, folks. I'll be back next 
Saturday at 2 p.m. You're listening to More Money. Have a great weekend. If you're suffering from ED, you're not alone. 60% of men over 60 have this problem. Help is out there. The professionals at Elevate Wellness can help you be the man you used to be. They've helped thousands of patients and have a 96% success rate. What are you waiting for? Call 973-354-2276. 973-354-2276. Your first visit is only $99. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. Help is out there. ElevateWellnessGroup.com. 